Welcome to Road Truth Real Quick. My name is Rick Smith. I'm here with Todd Wagner. How you doing, Todd? I am well, Rick. How are you? Hello, friends. Doing pretty well. Well, listen, we have done a previous episode on Should I Pray in Jesus' Name? So we'll put a link down there to that one. But we have some friends, some Catholic friends, who they don't pray in Jesus' name. They pray to Mary. Yeah. So should Christians pray to Mary? Yeah. So um, the official position, I believe, of the Catholic Church is not that you should pray to Mary, but that you should ask Mary to pray for you, okay? Which I guess is, in a sense, a way to pray. But there are some Catholics who do pray directly to Mary, and uh, maybe other people who other do. Other saints. Yeah, yeah, other individuals who do that, sainthood in general. And so let's just talk about that. You know, um, first of all, when you pray to somebody, what you're basically doing is you're acknowledging that there is some level of superiority, that they are in a position of power or a place where they can help you. You appeal to them. Um, and we don't believe in a quaternity, right? We believe in a Trinitarian view. We know that God is intimately acquainted with our ways, the Scripture says. We know that the Scripture says in Hebrews 7 that Jesus lives to give intercession for us. We know in Romans 8, um, it says that the Spirit groans for us with interceding too deep for words. And so the Spirit of God cares for us and pleads for us. The Son of God lives to intercede for us. Um, the Father already understands our situations uh, that we're in, and we're told to cry out to our Father. There is no need to have any other saint or any other entity appeal to us before God than God himself and the person of the Son and the person of the Spirit. So, no, it's not necessary. And it can lead to some serious error. There is, the Scripture says in 1 Timothy 2.5, there is, one God and one mediator between God and man, which is the, the man, Jesus Christ. Um, and, and so we're to go to him. We're to, in fact, go to him boldly. Uh, Hebrews 4.15 says, We do not have a high priest, talking of Jesus, who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who's been tempted in every way as we have been, yet without sin. And then it says in verse 16, Therefore let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, that we might receive mercy and grace to help us in a time of need. So we don't need to go anywhere else but directly to the Father, okay, uh, in fellowship with the Spirit, in the name of the Son. In other words, we are rightly related to you because of the work of Jesus Christ, not because of the intercession of Mary or any other saint, okay? Um, our prayers are answered, it says in 1 John 5, 14, uh, because we ask things in accordance with God's will. There, there is never an example in Scripture, by the way, of any saint, okay, a person in heaven, uh, placed in heaven. By the way, we did uh, a real truth real quick on purgatory and the difference between saints who are in heaven and those that are in some intermediate state, which is unbiblical. Watch that one on purgatory. But there's never an example in Scripture of somebody who was a human who has uh, gone to the Father, except that the perfect God-man, Jesus Christ, who prays for anybody on earth. Okay, we don't see it. We see in Re uh, Revelation 6, 10, the martyrs standing before the Father, asking how long it will be before he avenges their blood on earth. But we don't see them praying for people that are here, and we shouldn't ask them to pray for us. Again, the Spirit does it, the Son does it, the Father's aware. We are to pray on earth for one another. We see examples all throughout the pastoral epistles of Paul saying, pray for me uh, as I share the gospel. Pray for me as I go through this particular opportunity or through this particular trial. We are to pray for one another, but we don't need to ask any of the deceased brethren who are with the Father to pray for us. Now, let me just say one last thing. 
you know, because some people have a distorted view of Mary because they venerate her, make her the queen of heaven, uh, or, or some other uh, inappropriate expression, I think sometimes we dismiss Mary in a way that we shouldn't. You know, Mary is, to use the words of Gabriel, highly favored among women, okay? Um, in Luke chapter 1, in fact, let me just look, at, you know, just here's what it says about Mary. When Gabriel appears to her, he just comes to her and he says, greetings, favored one. If you look, you know, in the, um, the margins of, of that word favored, it says, woman richly blessed, you know, um, you have found favor with God in, in Luke chapter 1, verse 30. So I want to tell you, I mean, thankful with you, with everybody, for Mary, but she is not divine. Um, in the Magnificat, when Mary is talking about herself, Mary says uh, that God is her Savior. Well, people who uh, are without sin, okay, don't need a Savior. Mary knew she was a sinner. She knew she was redeemed. She knew Jesus was her Lord and God. That's why she in John 2 told the servants to do whatever he tells you. It's exactly what she wanted to do. And I think it would appall Mary that we would pray to her or ask her to pray for us. She would say, you already have an intimate relationship with my son on earth, okay, who is the son of God, uh, who by his incredible gracious favor was placed in me that he might be the savior of the world. But I am just a human servant that God used as a vessel to bring forth uh, that gift. Even as we, Rick, should bring forth the gift of Jesus to others through the birth of conversation and talk. Certainly, uh, we are favored ones if we understand who Jesus is uh, in many ways and richly blessed. But uh, we don't need to ask Mary to pray for us, and we shouldn't pray to her. Quick question. So you and I both have friends who are Catholic yeah. and have grown up Catholic, and their parents were Catholic. And yeah. So what would you say quickly to friends that are watching this that go, hey, that... I'm offended by that. I, my, my pope, my bishop, Catholic tradition, we pray to Mary. And I'm, yeah. I'm offended that you would suggest otherwise. Yeah. Well, I would just say let's look at the Scripture. That's why this is real truth real quick. I want to look at what the Scripture says. Show me one example from Scripture that says anything about that. All this uh, Mary worship, if you want to call it that, really began in 1854 with Pope Pius IX. It continued in the 1950s with Pope Pius XII when different statements were made about Mary. And again, sometimes because of the way Catholics have venerated her to the, be the queen of heaven, okay, in a way that is unnecessary, I think too many of us miss all that is great about Mary that we should emulate. So what I would say to them is, hey, let's rightly honor the mother of Jesus for who she is, a saint of God, uh, a vessel of God to uh, be mightily used for his gracious purposes, just like any saint of God. A saint is somebody who's made holy. We're made holy through Jesus, not through Mary or any other human saint's intercession for us. There is one mediator between God and man, and it is Jesus Christ. So um, I think I would just say to them, let's look at the Scripture. Let's not look at human tradition or human ideas. Let's let the Word of God speak for us. I think Mary would be appalled and would be the first one as a good mother to discipline her children, say, stop talking to me, talk. To God the Father. St. Todd, thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> well, hey, um, if you are watching this on YouTube, you'll see some show notes. We'll put uh, some other links and some other resources there in the show notes that you can check out. And we'll see you next week on another episode of Real Truth Real Quick.